0: You're listening to Haunted Attraction and Horror Galore Podcast. Brought to you by USA Haunt Search and Halazona. Sponsored by United Zombies of America. UZA's Sinister Sin. UZA's Miscreation Haunted Attraction. Haunting with Heart Documentary. Beneficiary, Oddity 13.
1: Hey, and welcome to our very first podcast. Today's show, we are going to go a little bit about who I am and why I started a podcast. So as I said, the first thing we're going to go over today is me. So my name is Sidoni Banks. I go by Sid because a lot of people cannot pronounce my name right. They either called me Sydney, Sedona, and the list goes on and on. My name is Sidoni and that is spelled S-Y-D-O-N-E-Y. So I just go by Sid because it's a lot easier for everybody else But I do have a unique and special name, and I do like to be called by it, but I just go by Sid, like I said. I grew up and was born in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and it's a really small town, and there isn't a whole lot to do there. We did use our imagination a lot, me and my cousin growing up. I had an older cousin, or still have an older cousin. And me and him were like thick as thieves. We were best friends, and he was almost like my big brother. And we did a lot together. Like I said, we always were pretending or putting on shows or plays or dancing. And back then, we didn't have cell phones. And I mean, yeah, we had video games and stuff, but we weren't that much into that. So we did a lot of playing outside and just coming up with different environments and stuff. So I've always been really creative and imaginative. That's never changed and I'm still that way. I'm still a kid at heart. Uh, My cousin doesn't live in the same state anymore and I don't see him as much but I love him and I do miss him a lot. I miss the times when we were young and the things that we did and all the fun that we had. I don't remember exactly when we moved to Arizona But we moved to Phoenix, Arizona, um, because my dad got a better job. And let me just say, it was a complete culture and change Um, when you're young. There was so many blue-eyed blonde people, and I've never seen that many in my life. It was was very interesting. Where I came from is um, very heavily Hispanic culture, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I am Hispanic. So, but it was just weird coming from that and then coming to a place where it's majority, like, when we first moved here, it was very white, blue-eyed, blonde-haired people, and it was just very different and very odd. You know, you kind of miss the culture you grew up in. When we moved here, there isn't a lot of things that, you know, they do in Las Cruces, and it was just very odd moving from there to here, but you know, as time goes by, you get used to it. And Arizona is now more of a mix of all kinds of different people now than when it was when we first moved here. So it's changed. But like I said, I grew up in Las Cruces, New Mexico. We moved to Arizona and I was, I've always been an oddball. Um, even here, it didn't fit in quite everywhere and that's okay. You know, I'd rather be one of a kind and stick out than be a part of the group and be like everybody else. And, you know, I've always had a hard time in school um, making friends or even just learning because I have a learning disability. I am dyslexic and I have dyslexia in math, reading, and writing, so always words have been hard for me to understand or read or write. Like I said, as time goes by, as you get older, you learn more tricks and tips how to cope with your disability. But I mean, it never goes away or anything like that. You just learn how to overcome it. And so, you know, I've been in um, special education my whole life. And a lot of times, sometimes I was the only girl. And that was kind of fun because, you know, you got to kind of boss the guys around and stuff. And you were the only girl. I wouldn't say boss around, more like lead or you know, kind of take care of the guys. So, yeah, growing up has always been not the easiest, and my cousin is on the other spectrum. He's extremely gifted and smart, and things come, I wouldn't say easy to him, but he does a lot better with education and stuff. And it was hard growing up because I always compared myself to him, which I shouldn't have done because we're two completely different people and he was gifted and i'm not saying that i wasn't but i had a learning disability and mm. he didn't so i should never compared myself and I, I still sometimes do i've gotten better as i got older but it's it's something hard to break and you're probably wondering you know when i got into haunted houses and i'll get to that in a second as a kid growing up i was Like I said, I was pretty brave and stuff, until I saw this one Disney movie, and it kind of screwed with me. I don't know why. It was called something about under the bed. After seeing that, I was- my mom said I was more afraid of the dark and stuff than I used to be, and as a kid I was not a fan of haunted attractions. I did not like getting scared. I loved Halloween, don't get me wrong, Halloween was always my favorite holiday. Not because of the candy or anything like that, but because of the dressing up and being somebody else and using your imagination and becoming like a power ranger or a ninja turtle or spongebob or whatever getting to take on that persona and be something completely different that's why i loved halloween and i loved the decorations i love the decorations me and my dad always would set up halloween decorations and it was a big deal like i knew when halloween was coming because my mom would start decorating inside the house and there, there was always music that she would play And I called it when I was little Halloween music, because it was always around that time. And when I heard it outside of Halloween, I was always like, why are they playing Thriller and Monster Mash? It's not October. (laughs) But again, as a kid, you know, things are different. Yeah, I've I've always loved Halloween and horror. I just didn't like getting scared. And I was a very intelligent kid, and I didn't go up to any houses or anything that looked like either somebody was going to jump out, or if it was too scary, I'd enjoy it from afar. As my cousin, on the other hand, he would actually go and um, go to the house and stuff, but I did not. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, growing up here, there was a lot more to do. And I would say there's probably more Halloween stores and stuff here than there was in Las Cruces. There's a lot more, you know, variety of different Halloween things here. But as a kid, like I said, I did not like going through haunted houses I was not a fan. I had a very traumatic experience as a kid. We went to a school haunted house of my cousin's, and this was back in Las Cruces, and it was like elementary school, and they had a little haunted house, and my mom was like, hey, you know, but Anthony wanted to go through, who's my cousin, and my Aunt Paula does not do horror or scare at all. She does not. She does not like it. She's not into it. Um, but somehow someone talked her into taking us. So D, or my mom and Paula, my aunt, and me and my cousin went through. I know I was itty bitty. I was really young, but I still remember what happened. Like, that was traumatic for me. And again, as a kid, your mind and your imagination is different. So you can't really understand that it's fake and it's not real and stuff like that because you're young. That's why I don't like when people force their children to go through and scare them, because you can traumatize your kids. I mean, I, I'm a product of that. Not that my mom made me go through or anything. I actually, I think I wanted to go through, because I always wanted to know what was inside. I just didn't want to get scared. And my mom's like, well, you know, hey, it's a school haunt. It can't be that bad. Well, we went in, and it was pretty terrifying. <laughs> and I just remember I was I was not having it. I was crying, and, and my aunt was just screaming and screaming and my My cousin was a gesture, and he had a gesture hat on, and somehow the hat ended up covering up his face because my aunt <laughs> was holding him by the <laughs> by like the shoulders or whatever, and somehow the hat ended up going over his face. so I don't know what how much it really he saw, but I just remember my mom holding me, and I was just crying and screaming, and it was it was scary, and like the one thing I remember is like I said, I always loved Halloween, I love skeletons and pumpkins and all that stuff. My mom was holding me, and there was a skeleton, and he came, he came, he was, because I was facing, my mom was holding me, so I was facing her, you know, facing the back, and he came and he put his hand on her shoulder, and I grabbed his hand, and his hand came off. Of course, it was a glove, but again, as a kid, you don't know, so of course I'm freaking out even more, because now this skeleton's hand has fallen off, and then, I think at that haunt, it was a touch haunt, which, again, probably shouldn't have been a thing, you know for little kids and I I remember I had his glove and I just threw it back and I was just crying and again I didn't know it was a glove I thought it was a hand and it was just it was not a good experience and I also remember there was like an old lady in a chair and she was rocking and this I'll never forget and also it's it's one of my mom's favorite lines that she likes and sometimes I use on a hon I'll be I'll be Honest and be like that stuck with me and now I now I use it which is kind of messed up But it was a good line, but she was rocking in a rocking chair and she was like I love little children. They taste delicious, and I was just like nope <laughs> As a kid and my mom even said there was someone wearing a Jason mask that was kind of like um, Down on the floor gonna like jump up and my mom just looked at him and was like you better not and he didn't But she was like you better not because we were I was already terrified My Aunt Paula was screaming and, you know, scared. And my cousin, I don't know really what he saw again. Like I said, his hat ended up over his head. So I don't know what happened, but I just remember that stuck with me for a very long time because my family tried to get me to go through haunts, again, back in Las Cruces. And they were like, oh, you know, this one's not too bad. Come through this one. And I'm like, nope. And there was one that the university was putting on and they're even like, Oh, we're gonna hand you this the special scepter. And um, if the monster see the scepter, they're not going to get you or anything. It's 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 safe, you know, you'll be okay. And I was like, Yeah, I've heard that before, nope. After that experience I never really wanted to step foot in a haunted attraction ever, ever again. Pretty much I stuck with that until around, I wanna say, high school, middle school ish age. Me and my friend went trick-or-treating, and there was a haunted house that was in the neighborhood. So I was like, okay, well, it's a neighborhood haunt. I'm older. You know, let me try it. At that time, I was also uh, in karate. And when you're in karate, you learn, you know, technically how to protect yourself. So if things happen, you kind of react without even realizing it because you've been taught. I should have thought of this, but again, when you're a kid, you don't know. So, we go through this haunted house, and I mean, in the beginning, it wasn't that bad. It was, like, in someone's garage. It was pretty cool, and again, we didn't have all the technology and stuff we have now, so it was, like, you know, black tarp, stuff like that. There was a polka dot room, and there was a guy in spandex, you know, that matched the polka dot room, so you couldn't see him, but he came out at me, (laughs) and I remember I... Kicked him in the crotch. I felt so bad because it was just like an it was an instinct, you know, like fight or flight. And I mean, I was terrified. He jumped out at me, and I I didn't see it coming, so I was I was scared. And the guy was like on the ground, you know, holding himself. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm very very sorry. And he's like, It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I I just felt so bad. And so then then on, I was like, Yeah, I'm never going through a haunted attraction ever again because now. I'm an endangerment to other people, and the last thing I want to do is hurt somebody. But again, it wasn't like I was going in there to start a fight or anything. It was just fight or flight. I felt so bad. I really did. I mean, like, I still feel bad till this day for that poor guy. And my friend was just like, really? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know? I had a friend one time sneak up on me, and I accidentally, you know, flung her over. And So it's like, yeah, don't sneak up on people when they when they've had any kind of fighting lessons. As, as I've gotten older, like I said, I've, I've learned not to do that, but, man, when I, that was just bad. <laughs> so then on, I just kind of never, ever wanted to go to haunted houses ever again. I still loved Halloween and looking and stuff. I just didn't want to do any haunted houses. But um, in 2009, um, we came across one. Let's just say I learned about the industry and things, and I love it now. That haunted house saved my life, and for another podcast, we'll go more into the story of how I found the haunted house, and how UZA started. That will be our next podcast, so I'll go more into that. I just wanted to hit that, yes, I was afraid I did find the haunted house that I found, and that's changed me, and now I've wanted to start a haunted house ever since. But... Let's go a little bit more into me, um, not just about the haunt stuff, but I'll tell you a little bit more about myself. Um, yeah, I've, I've always been a creative person. I've always been an outcast and a weirdo. I've never really fit in anywhere, and I'm okay with that. I've always been into the arts and performing and, you know, like I said, big into imagination using. And after high school, I went to college and... I was going for a theater ed um, degree, theater education, because I want to learn everything I can about theater and the arts, because there isn't really a degree for owning and operating a haunted attraction. I did take some business courses too. Somebody that I looked up to and um, is kind of a mentor to me told me, no, you want to learn as much as you can about directing and theater, the ins and outs. I was like, okay, and I loved theater in high school. That was one of my favorite classes, so I was like, okay, I could I could see myself going into theater education, which is funny, because my theater teacher told me one time, we had this, like, um, I forgot what it was called, but we had, like, younger kids coming in. Theater day, that's what it was called. And we would have little workshops and stuff for these younger children and teaching them about theater and stuff. They'd come in, and we'd teach them. I remember I loved being a pod leader, which was like the one who would um, take the kids from room to room for the different activities and stuff, and we had a lot of fun. And my teacher was just like, "Man, you're really good with kids, and you really know what you're doing." She was like, "You know, I could see you being a theater teacher one day," and I was just like, "Yeah, okay, good lady, you're crazy. I don't want to do that." But I mean, she was right. I should have knew. <laughs> I should have known that. That was good advice. Um. But yeah, so now I I am kind of doing what she said, but it was just funny she saw it before I did. So yeah, I, I'm going I'm going to a community college for theater education and my overall goal is eventually to go to university. I would like to go to Grand Canyon University and learn more. Unfortunately, I had to stop school because of the whole COVID thing. When COVID happened, I had to stop going to school because all they did was online and again me being dyslexic online classes is not a good route for me I need in-person learning and stuff so I've been out of school for a while and I really do want to go back but just you know life always kinda has its own kinda course for you eventually I will go back but I did have classes and I took a lot of classes on different theater things so it's not like I don't know anything and I also took a lot of leadership and diversity classes. I'm really glad and thankful I did because I've learned so much from those. And I use all that stuff that I learned even today. I still use all of it. I had an amazing professor who pretty much, again, is like a mentor to me and has taken me. And has his Tommy on. his name is Rowdy Duncan. And Rowdy has changed a lot in my life. And I'm very grateful for that. I've learned a lot about leadership and you know how to be the best you you can be and to be a better person always push yourself to be the best you can be when I do anything with my my company UZA or The Haunted House or anything like that I always try to be the best self I can be and be a good leader and a good teacher to the people around me I sometimes probably I'm sure I mess up I'm not perfect I've never claimed to be perfect I make mistakes everybody does but I really try my best to be my best self, and I try to push my cast and crew and my team to be their best selves, and I try to teach them and help them any way I can because, like I said, when I found the haunt I found, that that's what it did for me. And like I said, we'll go more into that in the next podcast. We'll go more into that story, which is very interesting, and if you've ever been bullied or felt alone or almost at the end of your road... It's a perfect podcast to listen to. Will be our next one. Yeah, so I've had some schooling of you know, higher education and stuff, and I've had many, many jobs. Um, my goodness, my very first job was of course I volunteered at that haunted house. And then I also worked at Halloween Express. That was my very first job. That was a fun job, was that job. And Let's see, I've worked at Spirit Halloween. I used to work at Wet n Wild as a, technically a janitor, but they called it Park Services, but we cleaned the bathrooms and all that. Yeah, like I said, Park Services. I've worked at many different haunted attractions. Uh, I'll go into that in a minute, but some of my other jobs have been, so yeah, I've done retail, uh, customer service, janitorial stuff. I also worked at an escape room. And I was a game master, and then I ended up being a manager and head of their social media, and that was fun. And uh, I worked at another escape room. That was it was okay. <laughs> Again, those are longer stories. Sometime that I'll go into. But right now, I'm working at Rhino Staging. It's technically the people who do all the the helping of putting on a performance or an event. So, like, we help with um, setting up the stage, doing lighting, audio, video, effects, different things like that. Um, we're called stagehands, and what we do is we just help with putting anything that, like that up. And I'm glad I've had this job because, again, I've learned so much from Rhino that I'll be able to use towards my goals and stuff. Like, I've learned a lot about audio and lighting and, you know, just the ins and outs of, like, how a show works and stuff. It's a really good job to have to learn kind of about that part of the industry. Like, I've worked a lot of concerts and different things like that. Like, I, uh, some of the shows that I've helped with was Elton John, Taylor Swift, Sam Smith, The Luminaires, Green Day, Metallica, just to name a couple. But, I mean, there's a lot of—I've I've been with them now for a year, and I've done a lot of different kind of shows— performances or events like one of the things we did is we helped with the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl experience. That's one thing I like about the job is it's 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 okay it's like the same you know you're always helping with lighting audio or video or something like that but it's it's different because you're always in a different place it's different crew you get to meet different people a lot of the people that work at Rhino are really cool people and I'm friends with them um, but, it's, it's just a, it's a good, it's, it's a good, it's an okay environment, I mean, there's things that Rhino could definitely improve on. They have things that could be better, and I hope, you know, things get better for them. But I mean, it, it's a great job, I like it, I enjoy it, you know, it's not an 8 to 5, um, that you can kind of schedule your own hours and stuff like that, which is great for someone like me because, you know, of all the different things that I do. But um, some of the other jobs I've had, I did do security for a while. That was was interesting. That was an okay job until they wanted me to choose them or school. And at the time, I was like, well, I'm going to choose school. It's just I've been through a lot of different life experiences. I've been through some very ugly experiences and some very joyful experiences. You know, like anybody in life, you have your ups and downs. That's kind of a little bit about me. I love photography and making videos and stuff like that. I took photography classes in college as well and I took pretty much all of them even did some honors projects in photography which makes it an honors course so I've even had honors courses in photography. I'm kind of thinking that I want to go back to school and get a certificate in photography along with my associate's degree in theater I think that would be something cool because, again, having a piece of paper does make a difference even though it's really silly. You can be a really good photographer and have never had any education, but it does help and being able to say, yeah, I've been to school and here's here's a certificate in photography would make a difference. But yeah, I love photography. I love make-believe. I love horror. Well, I didn't used to, like I said. I mean, like I said, I've always loved Halloween and monsters and stuff, but I wasn't really a big horror fan. I didn't really watch horror movies and stuff, partly because of religious beliefs, but also just because that one Disney movie messed me up. Like, I didn't want to watch any of that. But as I got older, I have watched horror movies and stuff, more for the research kind of reason and stuff. I have. I've watched horror movies now and stuff, and I enjoy them and can appreciate them for the art that they are and different things. And the makeup and the effects and all the stuff behind it. I would say the younger version of me, if I saw me today, I probably wouldn't believe it. I'd probably be like, no, that's not me because I'm afraid of all that stuff. Because I went outside my comfort zone. And because I tried something new, I... You know how they say, like, your passion finds you or your purpose finds you? That's kind of what happened to me, is I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't, you know, like oh man, I really want to do this. Like, it it found me. I'm very glad and thankful it did, and now I'm hoping, you know, I can do that for other people, is help them find their purpose. Because when you have a purpose in life, it makes life a lot nicer and easier, and it gives you kind of a reason to keep going, to enjoy life and to live, so you can do your purpose and your reason why you live. So that's a little bit about me. I've done makeup since 2009, my first haunt. And I've learned a lot about that as well. I've done a lot of makeup for different events and movies and commercials and stuff like that. I enjoy it and that's another thing I kind of want to pursue. I'm kind of looking maybe even to going into school for makeup. I kind of want to go to Tom Savini school because Tom Savini's awesome and he was like the godfather of zombies along with George Romero. He did a lot of stuff with him. That's one thing I'm interested too, is maybe pursuing makeup a little bit more. I'm hoping that that might be something that'll be eventually on my road. Yeah, I'm I'm just an average person like anybody else. It's just I'm a little weird, and I love Halloween and horror, and, you know, like I said, I found my purpose kind of by accident, and I'll go more into that with the story of UZA. I'll talk more about how I found the haunted house and, you know, different things like that, but... I just wanted to go a little bit into me so you know kind of about your host. I'm not just a weird person who's talking to you. Kind of know a little bit about who I am and why I'm doing this. Yeah, I've I've been through a lot. I've done a lot. I can also say that I've learned a lot about the haunted attraction industry. I've learned a lot of, like, what not to do and bad. And I've also learned, you know, good things and things that I want to do or things that I want to focus on when I have my haunted attractions and things that I don't want to do because I've had it happen to me or I've seen it happen. I'm very blessed and lucky to have these experiences and I'm really glad I do because now moving forward when I start my haunt I'll be able to use all that information and hopefully avoid making those mistakes because, you know, mistakes can cost money, a lot of money or different things like that so it's better to learn from others than to actually have to go through it. And that's another reason why I wanted to start this podcast. Is to share some of my experiences. So you all don't have to go through that. And I know a lot of people don't really talk about the ugly or bad. Or even the good, you know. A lot of the haunt industry is kind of like... It's kind of smoke and mirrors. And people pretend to be... You know, nice and great and different people. And then there's misleading people. And stuff like that. It's, it's, it's like any industry. You have... You know really bad people and really good people. Uh, some of the haunted houses I've worked for and I'll just say just so you kind of know that I've I've been in a lot a lot of it is due to either haunts are gone or you just it didn't work out so you go somewhere else but the first one the very first one I started at was the haunting at Halloween Express and that was my very very first haunt I worked there for two years and the second year was a little rocky I'll be honest there was a lot of changes and it kind of was not necessarily for the best, but I still loved it and had a blast and I wish I could go back. I really do. I miss it so much. After that, I worked at 13th Floor, which ended up buying The Haunting. And let's just say that was not the best experience at all. <sighs> and I don't even want to go into that. And then I worked at Chambers of Fear. I worked at Jack and Jill's Haunted Hill. I worked the haunted jail at Globe, which that was, that was fun. That was an actual haunted place, and I have some stories about that I'll have to tell sometime. And then I also worked at Rob Zombie's Great American Nightmare, and that was, that was a really fun haunt. It was only here for one year, but it was a lot of fun, and I did learn a lot about that, too. There might be others, I just can't remember right now, but those are just some of the haunts that I got to work at, and... There's a lot of experiences that came with each and every one of those haunts, and they do things differently, and each one was ran differently. And so I learned from all that stuff. I can take the good, the bad, and the ugly from those experiences and hopefully help others and help my haunt as well. That's just a little bit about me. And the next thing I wanted to go over is why start a podcast. And I kind of touched on that a little bit. It is because I want to share... I want to share my experiences with y'all so you don't make those mistakes. I also want to share the stories and things about the industry and about the industry because a lot of people don't know a lot of things. And this can be for, like I said, this podcast could be for hardcore haunters who haunt or own a haunt or have a haunt, want to have a haunt. Or this could be for hardcore fans or fans or people that are just interested or, you know, you just maybe want to learn more about the industry or you want to know more about haunts in general or you're, like I said, you're a hardcore fan. Some of the things that, you know, we'll go over in this podcast will be like reviews and different haunted attractions. And since this is for haunters and haunt fans, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about both sides, like being a customer and things that you would want to know, like, like I said, reviews, or things about haunted attractions, or news, or you know, things to better have your experience as a customer going through, and then we'll also talk about things that, you know, haunters will like, like how to scare, things to know, which will be cool for people who like haunts, too, because then you'll get to learn, you know, the other side. Or if you're afraid of haunts, but you've always been interested in them, this is also a good way to introduce you into them, Like I said, I I was afraid of them. I'm a product of that. I had a traumatic experience as a kid. I never wanted to go back, and now look at me. It can happen to you, too, if you're afraid of haunts, or you don't like them, or whatever. I mean, it's not for everybody. There are gonna be people that just don't like them, like my aunt and some of my family. You know, they're not gonna ever like haunts. They don't care about the industry or whatever. They just don't like them. And there's gonna be people like that, and that's okay. To have that opinion or you know to have your opinion that's fine this is just for people who maybe are interested in learning or want to know more i'm hoping also to have like guest stars you know maybe other haunters coming on and talking about things so if you're a haunter and you're interested in being on the show please let us know um, go to usahauntsearch.com or if you have any questions or ideas for a show or if there's something that you want to know or see please let us know so we can hopefully do that for you i'm really open to suggestions and ideas because that's the best way to learn and grow is by doing that is opening it up to others and hearing what others have ideas or if you want your haunt to also be reviewed You want to like i said you want your haunt to be on the show or mentioned or you want to be a sponsor um like i said just go to usahauntsearch.com let us know there's a contact on the website you can just contact us and let us know pretty much why i wanted to start a podcast i've been wanting to do something like this for a while but i guess i've always kind of had those doubts no one's gonna listen to it no one's gonna like it you know you always have those voices in your head I'm gonna persist and push, you know, out of my comfort zone again, do this podcast, hoping that people will appreciate it, learn something from it, or be touched by it, or grow from it, you know, I'm hoping that it will make a difference, and hopefully, slowly, the industry will become better by, you know, even the littlest acts, you know, things can get better, and that's another thing is someday I'd like to make a difference in the industry for the better and change some things that are not the best. You know, like I said, any industry has ups and downs. Yeah, that's, like I said, it's about, that was about me. Again, I'm Sidoni Banks, aka Sid. Why to start the podcast in the first place. That's pretty much this episode. The next time that we do our next podcast is going to be about UZA. And that will go more into how i came across haunts and a little bit more of a little bit more kind of about me because i found my calling through a haunt and started united zombies of america so we're gonna talk about that and i also am going to talk about some upcoming events um, we're based out of arizona so it'll be events happening in arizona again if you have events in your states or you have an event coming up wherever just let us know and we can add that to our stuff you know like i said we're just let us know what's going on you know i can't do all the research and look up every state in you know the united states and see what's going on and then you want to be mentioned or whatever just email us and let us know i'm going to talk about upcoming events in arizona and that will be that podcast because pretty much talking about uza will probably take a good portion of it But it'll be very useful, and you'll kind of understand more about why and how and all that through the story of United Zombies. I will warn you, it's a little bit dark. Um, There is going to be talks of suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. It will be a little bit heavy, just a heads up. So younger viewers or anything like that, just know that that's a subject that will come up. That being said, I want to end this podcast on a high note. And I'm going to close with one of my favorite quotes, which is by P.T. Barnum, and it is, The noblest art is of making others happy. I truly do believe that. I believe that fullheartedly that if you do what you love and you love what you do, you put your whole heart into it and soul. The whole purpose of a lot of haunted attractions, I wouldn't say all, is to bring entertainment, fun and happiness. And that's why I wanted to end on that quote, because even though we're in the business for scaring, it's really entertainment. That's really the big nail in the head for haunted attractions. So that's what I wanted to end on. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll join us for our next podcast. Have a great day or a great night. We hope to see you again.
0: Thanks for listening to Haunted Attractions and Whore Galore Podcast. If you're interested in being a sponsor or being on the show or have any other questions, please feel free to go to USAHauntSearch.com Haunted Attraction and Whore Galore Podcast. Brought to you by USA USAHauntSearch.com and Halazona. Sponsored by United Zombies of America. UZA's Sinister Sin. UZA's Miscreation Haunted Attraction. Haunting with Heart Documentary. Beneficiary. Oddity 13.